Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, Hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three. Well, it's a good job we never changed it to Charlie Good scoring and celebrating, isn't it? That intro. Um, yes, emergency pod. It's all cobbles to me, team assemble. Danny isn't here though. We uh, we we packed him off to Brentford as part of the deal, didn't we, Neil? Yeah, we, it was our request, wasn't it? Can you please take yeah. Danny with you? <laughs> <laughs> Quite rumbled on for so long. Brentford yeah. didn't want him. And all the way. QPR definitely said no. They, that's why the rumours were there for so long about QPR. They were out of the running months ago. <laughs> and it was all because of Danny. No, we're only joking. He can't make it. Uh, but Neil is here and so is Jeffy. And, and we're here, of course, to do... Well, it, it's almost like an obituary, isn't it? He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> could be dead to me now doesn't play well, for us anymore well, that was Vidane that was Vidane that was dead to you wasn't it oh that's true every every player that once they've left that's it done until 20 years later when we get them on as a uh, as a guest <laughs> it feels a little bit like what you mean it feels a little bit like a an obituary sort of thing doesn't it but as good as he was I was thinking about this earlier because as, as good as he was, and I know we're going to come on and, and talk a little bit about the sort of player he was and the sort of character he was and stuff. He was only here for a year, really. 
so it's 18 months 18 months say. yeah maybe yeah. i include in the loan spell yeah yeah uh, it, it's not it's, it's a little bit different to if it had been i don't know someone that had worked his way up through our youth team and been with us for like six seven years or something and then had mm. got a big move that would probably feel a little bit different so it's still it's obviously galling to lose him as as probably i'd say our our best player actually um but are you basically saying that that if he had been a youth teamer that had been with us for a little while, then we'd have retired his shirt number? Uh, we know we'd have put a statue outside the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be what the big clubs are doing at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> oh dear! I mean, that's yeah, ridiculous. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that, are we? Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't know, where have you been? I mean, the world already knows. Obviously, it was announced uh, this morning that Charlie Good had signed for Brentford for a deal rumoured to be worth up to £1.5 million. Um, obviously, that's not an official number, um, but it has been mentioned by journalists. So we're going to use it and take it. And obviously, Neil tweeted it as well. So therefore, it definitely was. It must be true. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's start there, shall we? Obviously, this has been going on pretty much for the last maybe four or five weeks where we've been sort of going on bigger clubs are interested in Charlie, you know, how much do you reckon he's worth? How much do you reckon the cobblers will, will manage to, you know, get for him one and a half million, Jeffy. I mean, that's big money for us, isn't it? Mm, it's, it's, I think it's quite significant actually. I think if you look at where we were when the season ended after getting promotion, I think all of us in our heart of hearts knew we weren't going to keep good as much as we wanted to. I just don't think it it was viable and we kind of knew this was coming. But I think the positive from it, the huge positive from it, is the fact that we've we've gone and got a huge amount of money from the deal. And that could really get us a decent set of players in. Um, I'm really glad they held out for as long as they did and for the deal they did. Because I think for the long-term future of the club, if we are pulling that kind of money from players like Good, we're going in the right direction in terms of recruitment as such, which I know is a kind of a backwards thing to say because we have lost a really good player, but equally we got him for, what, 100 grand or something ridiculous like that. Um, and now I, don't think, I think it was a free transfer. Yeah. Was it actually free? Oh, okay. for him. Okay, so it was it was a free then, and we've sold him for one point five million. So you have to hand it to Keith Curl for recruitment for that because that is a stunning piece of piece of work in terms of player turnover. And if you're able to capitalise on that and use that money wisely, that's brilliant. And I think also what's quite important to know as well is that if we do start to struggle a little bit in League One. You've then got the January transfer window and you've probably still got a bit of wriggle room with the budget, given how much we've got for Charlie Gude. You've got a little bit more time with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what were your first thoughts, Neil, when when you saw those figures, 1.5 million? What were were your immediate thoughts on it? Strip club. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Uh, no, um, uh, it's, a good, it's a good deal. Uh, look, I think we were going to lose him. We knew, I think, it, unless you were kind of head in the sand sort of supporter, it was pretty obvious that he was going to leave the football club this summer. Um, 
So that's, it's no surprise he's gone. And I think what Jeffy was just saying, actually, it's how nice is it to be sort of the other side of the coin, i.e. Scunthorpe. They let him go for free, didn't really think much mm. of him. We've then picked him up, kind of improved him massively as a player and, and sold him for one million up front, I think they said, didn't it? That the, the journalist said it's seven-figure fee up front. So mm. that's that's a minimum million up front. And then add-ons, I guess, depending on how Brentford perform, I think. There'll be a, a clause in there should Brentford get promoted to the Prem, which which let's hope they do because that benefits us, right? Um, so I think in terms of the the money side of things, it's it's it feels about right, which is good. If not, I'd say one point five, probably slightly more than I expected it to be. Um, yeah. I think up to a mil, um, a million seems a fair price for him. He's still got a bit to learn, hasn't he? And I think he's capable of championship level, but not quite ready for the step up to the Prem if they do go up. So that's where they'll improve him and hopefully get him ready for that. So I think it's a, it's a good deal for the football club, definitely. Yeah, I, th- I think like you've said there, the fact that we're on this side of the table with it, I'm ecstatic about it, to be honest. I mean, how many players have we seen before leave six fields and then go on to have a really good career and you're thinking self, really? We we either didn't get any money for them, I'm thinking Steve Morrison as an example, um, or you know, a player like Luke Chambers or Mark Bunn, who realistically, do you think we maybe got enough money for those players? I'm not sure that we did. Well, um, no, we didn't. Of course, we didn't. But there's a different, you know, it's a different, different world back then, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I, I can't remember how much Luke Chambers was. Mark Bunn was just under five hundred thousand, wasn't he? Or was he just over? Yeah, I think he's our record, or was our record sale, wasn't he? Beforehand, I think it was quoted somewhere else today about four seventy. Was it? But I mean, there's Bradley Johnson as well. Yeah, he's yeah. another one, isn't he? Yeah, we didn't. I mean, even even a player like Lewis Malt who went on to to play really well and score lots of goals in the Scottish Premier League. I know we we take the mick out of it, but it's still a top-flight division, you know, that he was playing in, and, and he went for nothing. Yeah, yeah, we've got a history, like you say, we've got a history of that. Obviously, Ivan Tony is the obvious one, isn't he? And uh, it it's good, it's, it's nice for once for it to be us that are kind of benefiting from it, albeit losing our captain and best player. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is it, isn't it? I mean, we won't talk about what we think it means for the Cobblers team-wise, I don't think, until next week's pod. I think that, that will save. Because you don't know what's going to happen between now and the weekend. Hopefully, there might be some announcements incoming um, that would be quite good. Well, we've got... To uh, appease. We've got uh, the chairman on, on the pod, on the Q&A. Thursday evening, we haven't we? So we'll just ask him. Hopefully, maybe he'll announce a signing on the on the show. Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be brilliant. Here is, I don't know, Omar <laughs> Beckles. <Yeah. laughs> it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you're right, because it's very difficult. I think it's, it's clear we need to make some moves in the transfer market. But Keith Curl has always, 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 always been very relaxed about things and mm. and sort of very sticks to his plan and his his sort of route of doing things so i think some of the cobblers fans are going to have some patience need to have some patience because if you look at the the message board and stuff then uh, there's a few people that are having serious breakdowns over the fact that we haven't signed anyone 
since Charlie Goo got sold. And it's like, well, hold on, it's been <laughs> five minutes what, ago, six hours, is it, or whatever long <laughs> it was? Yeah. Actually, what what I'd like to go on to talk about now is 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 kind of what what our memories are going to be mm. of Charlie. Like, what are you what you think his best moments were? Why is <laughs> we it? We all know what that one is. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like so for me, for example, one of the best things that I will remember, and it, it goes back when he was actually still just on loan to us last last year, twenty nineteen. Um, Away at Crew, yes, I can remember the game, Neil. Um, and he came over to take a throw in, and all the Cobblers fans started chanting his name. And you could see what it meant to him. You know, he'd obviously come from a, and, and signed on loan from a club where he wasn't rated by the fans and and by the looks of it, not the club either and the management team there. And and here he was playing for the Cobblers with the crowd fully in support of him and really like it. And it was just, it's just a little memory of, of something that he didn't even do. You know, that was down to us. It wasn't him. He came over and took a throw in for goodness sake, but that will always stick in my mind. That was a nice, a nice memory, I think, but obviously there's going to be others as well. Isn't there, Jeffy? Yes. Scunthorpe one was just priceless. I, I honestly, th- I said this earlier on Twitter that it's, in there with my top five of the season. And there's, I mean, there's three playoff games to choose from that, one that we shan't talk about. But you've got two brilliant playoff games, some crazy games last season. But that that um, piece of strategic movement, shall we say, versus Kevin Van Veen was a thing of beauty. And I think actually it was um, payback for us fans and it was brilliant to see it on because I know Danny was there and we were all sat at home and it was brilliant to just see it unfolding on the group chat and I remember us being slightly behind on iFollow and knowing something was going to happen but Danny didn't tell us what it was and then seeing that red card it was just absolutely brilliant and I think that that's something that Cobblers fans will always hold dear because we often don't get the opportunity to laugh at somebody else we're normally being laughed at aren't we so that was quite enjoyable. That was very good. I mean, I had there was another moment when we were when we were fairly rubbish when he was on loan, and he came to us. And um, do you remember he he really badly injured? Did he injure his cheek or his eye? I can't remember. Yeah, he, he had to wear a mask, didn't he? Yeah, he had to wear a mask, and um, we were we were playing rubbish, and Sean was absolutely fuming, and with some rather colourful language in between, he basically said. He's the best player on the pitch, and he can't even see, but he's better than all of us. <laughs> and it was it was just brilliant because you could see then that he 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 was a class above the rest. I mean, I know we struggled that year, but it it was just was hilarious. What he's about one you? Of those. He's one of those, isn't he? He's he's one of those footballers that if he's playing for your team, you absolutely love him, and he's brilliant. All his little little tricks he does and the way he wins his free kicks, which let's be honest, he dives. There's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> point in dressing it up in any way, shape or form, but he does it so well. And he's got it down to such a T. If he's playing for your team, you absolutely love him. And you think this guy is a legend. He's brilliant. If he's playing against you, you think he's an absolute bellend. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no, you'd, it, it, I'd be like, I think it would even frustrate me if if somehow we draw Brentford in in the FA Cup third round or whatever it may be. Ah, oh, I'd get so annoyed when Harry Smith 
doesn't even touch him and he dives on the floor, grabs the ball to win a free kick. But I, it's Charlie Good would let him off, obviously. But he, he's one of them, isn't he? He's, he's very frustrating, I think, as an opposition fan. But to have him in your camp is brilliant, I think. And I think, look, he's, yeah. he's got lots of different sort of assets as well. Like, I think with a, a he's not, it's difficult to say what sort of defender he is, isn't it? Because he's not. Solid one. Well, yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> solid. But he's not. Like some defenders, like you, they're your old school defenders, Rose Ed type defenders. Some mm. defenders play out from. He's a bit of everything, really. He's he can he loves a good tackle, doesn't he? He can properly stick a foot in. He has got a decent range of passing, and that will only improve with with, with Brentford's coaching and their their staff mm. and stuff. He is a complete master of shit houseery. <laughs> yeah. He's got a bloody long throw. There's, there's loads, isn't there? There's, I, I saw a, a scouting report that somebody had done on the internet. It wasn't like an official thing, but they were going through all these different bits and used video footage to back up what they were saying. And and it was all exactly kind of, you know, it all made perfect sense because you're looking at it and you're going, well, that's, yeah, you're right. You know, his positioning is fantastic. His awareness of, of where the ball will go next I think it was a the Macclesfield game away last season. He got himself in a position to block. I, I think it was to to head the ball away, and then immediately was got himself on the goal line to make the goal line block. And it, it was you know just obviously he knew that that was the best place that he could position himself, and he he thought about it that quick that it was just instinct straight away, and then. You've got his range of passing. I know we're we're quite a, a long ball team. <laughs> quite <laughs> all right. We're we're a hugely long ball team. But you he, there was a heat map shown which showed just Charlie good as where he positioned himself over the course of a game. And because he plays or he's been playing on the right of a three-man central defense, he was always the outlet. He was our he was our passer from the back. Now, yes, okay, sometimes they were a lot of the time they went long, but you could see that that was always give the ball to Charlie. Charlie starts the moves, so he obviously is able to you know have a range of passing and pass it where he wants to go because otherwise he wouldn't have been trusted to do that. It, as much as we might moan about it, long ball football you wouldn't give it to somebody that you didn't trust to be able to find a man or, or at least pay, play the territory kind of possession football and, and you know, kick and rush kind of thing. You know, anybody can do that. What you want to do is, is obviously get it, get the ball into certain areas of the pitch. You know, an old school defender who just lumps it into Rosette, that is literally all they're doing is they're just clearing their lines. Charlie at least knew where to put the ball. Yeah, four players to run onto, and for us to then hopefully win back possession. Ultimately, as well, what you've got to remember is as well, and I mean this with the greatest respect to to the squad of players that we had last year. But for a long time last year, we were really up against it, and although we could see this journey as such that Keith Kell talked about, and and the way he wanted that season to play out, and for us to to get promotion but do it his way, you could see that what he was trying to do, and you could see how he was trying to go about it, albeit it was a little bit frustrating. But at times, they really... You think of Christmas, we really struggled. And, you know, there was a lot of negativity surrounding that squad. But Charlie Good 
kept it together and also shone and really did lead from that defence. And that's a really difficult job to do when you've got a group of players who, let's face it, at Christmas time had a real confidence low and weren't performing as they should have done. So it really wasn't an easy ride. People will look at this move on paper and think, brilliant, he's come from Northampton Town, they've got promotion, they've had a great season. Effectively, it wasn't like that on paper. We all know it wasn't. It's a fantastic achievement. We've done a brilliant job, but it was a hard slog to get there. And Keith will say that, and I think he said that, you know, in the in the last few weeks, it was a difficult, difficult season, even without coronavirus and the difficulties we had surrounding that. Yeah, I I, I see what you say, although you are just being a negative Nancy as usual, Jeffy. But um, (laughs) you've got to give Charlie credit for the amount of way, you know, how much he's turned it around. As I said before, he, he basically signed on loan with us from a club that didn't really rate him or want him. I mean, the fact that Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, they must be kicking themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Not getting a penny. I mean, I think James Hennigan was asked the question um, by someone on Twitter, will Scunthorpe take any of the, the transfer fee at all? And the response was, it's nominal. So essentially, we're going to get all of that money and Scunthorpe might get, I don't know, five grand. Mm-hmm. Assume they'll get, I don't know, yeah, a, a, a percentage, a very small percentage, yeah. 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 But it's going to be tiny, so they must be kicking themselves. And who cares? Who cares about that? The progression that he's made has been absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant player. Really, really like him. Think he's been a fantastic servant in the short time he's been with us, and I think he's led really well in in a year that's been really difficult. A great captain, by the way. Um, yeah. If you if you consider when when he. When he signed officially for us, he was made captain at that point, wasn't he? So um, I think in, in in the respect, like you just said, Jeffy, it has been a tough year for, for numerous different reasons, right? Not just footballing reasons, but from, you know, pandemic reasons and stuff as well. Mm. And he's he's led the team and the squad superbly and ultimately led us to promotion, which is a great ending to the season. Um, but I think as a captain, I think it's, he led by example on the pitch. Um, obviously we're not privy to the dressing room or training ground or anything like that. So we didn't get to see, but I've no doubt it would have been the same there, but when on the pitch, he was vocal, but also he led by his actions as well. I thought, and I thought there was numerous times where he'd throw, throw himself into a block or throw himself into a challenge and stuff and straight back up in, into the next one and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's that sort of thing that as a fan anyway, that I love to see because there's a guy, right, who's giving his all for the club, giving his all for his teammates, and he's dragging them along with him. Yeah. Don't forget, he's only about 25 as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's still... He's yeah, still he's really young. young. To do all that at that age is, is a brilliant... It's remarkable, really. The one thing that the one thing that did surprise me a little bit, actually, about the, the deal to Brentford was the length of the contract. And he's got a four-year deal with the option of a fifth year. Yeah. People moan when we give three-year contracts out. <laughs> People moan when we give... Two-year contracts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was I was looking at a few Brentford fans on Twitter who were saying that they don't see that part of the reason why I think the four four-year deal is there with the option for the fifth is that they don't expect Charlie to be a first-team regular straight away. Well, I think they'd um, be surprised. I, yeah. Well, I do as well, to be honest. I mean, they were saying that I think I think out of their back current back two that they have, I think it's Pontus Janssen, which is the right-footed 
centre back. Uh, did you so, see him in the playoffs? Well, he, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Jesus, but, oh, what about us? <laughs> but they were they were arguing, or the argument that they were making was that he would be behind Janssen and then the two others that they've already got there um, to to get a regular first team starting berth. So I think they were trying to justify the four year deal as being well, it'll be a one year of basically playing, learning how to play the Brentford way and then starting to drip feed him into the first team after the first season kind of thing. I, I, you've already said that you'll be you think that they'll be surprised. I'd be a bit yeah. worried if I was Janssen, if I'm honest. I'd, if you've yeah, got Charlie Goode on the bench, it's not going to be an easy ride, fella. I think he'll be in there. I mean, he's give, they've given him the number number four shirt. I don't know shirt numbers don't massively mean a lot these days because you can wear whatever number you want pretty much if you're playing. But <laughs> um, I, I'd be surprised with that, I think. I think he'll go into their first team and I think he'll play. I think, look, Brentford fans watch their team week in, week out, so are going to know a hell of a lot more about their squad and the state, how their team, how their club does things as well. Maybe that's the norm for them, I don't know. Um, I'd just be surprised on that front. I mean, I watched their playoffs and Pontus Janssen made a couple of terrible mistakes, one massive mistake actually, which... Cost the goal, didn't it? It did cost the goal, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, I don't know what he was doing, he should have just cleared it, right? But, um, I don't know, I'd be surprised, I think he'll be in there first, I think he'll play for him, I think you know, it's an expensive 1.5 million is an expensive expensive buy to ultimately for a year to develop. I mean, it is, I think it is even, and not, not necessarily, I mean, I know they're linked to Ivan Tony for 10 million and it's a different world, right? When you get to the championship and to that level of money, but in this current climate and in this day and age, I think it is. I, I only ask that because I, I wonder whether we're sort of looking at it with these claret tinted glasses in terms of this is the biggest amount of money that we've ever received for a single player by pretty much if it, if, if we get the full one and a half million, three times bigger than our biggest you know sale beforehand so to us this is kind of like uh, the Paul Pogba deal you know you know for for Northampton town we we have essentially sold a player for the same amount of money you know relatively speaking as what Juventus sold Pogba to United for so does that then make you feel like you know it's it, it's expensive whereas to Brentford one and a half million probably is actually you know, sort of a minimum amount that they might spend on a on a first team player. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, you, you probably there's probably some truth in that. We we probably do see one point five million to us. It's like whoa, that's loads. <laughs> to them, it's like ah, it's nothing really, is it? So yeah, you're probably right, mate. You're probably right. I think the key for me in all of this, and I know we're sort of lording it up over over Charlie. Now he's gone and stuff. Perhaps we need to think about how it's invested in our squad now is the key for me because there is there is that danger and there is that look we've lost a fair few from the team that got promoted mm-hmm. so we've lost Verdane we've lost Turnbull we've now lost Goode um, Alan Alan's gone yeah Alan sorry Jeffy um, a few others have gone on the fringes Paul Anderson's left hasn't he and stuff and look uh, most of them aren't happy enough to to, to kind of stick or leave, if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. Good is the one you definitely would have said, well, he definitely needs to stay because he's, he's great. But obviously, there's nothing we can do about that. There's an element now of, does this money get swallowed up into running costs for the club? 
maybe it needs to to make sure that with while there's been no fans attended and stuff, the club can keep running. For me, if that is the case, I'd want the club to be honest and upfront about that and just come yeah. out come out and say, look, we're not going to be going out and signing, you know, everyone, <laughs> any, whatever, whatever it may be. Yeah, look, this money is going to help keep the club afloat and keep us running. And that's fine. If that's what it's needed for, that's what it's needed for. What I don't want to happen is us to sign some... Well, we've got three people on trial, haven't we? So... Basically, I don't want to see us sign some crap players uh, and that money not be reinvested and nothing said about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs to it needs to be a case of either there's a couple of signings of of you know of decent quality and a bit of a, a statement of intent, or you know there's some signings that we think are going to do a job for us and there's actually a call out from you know the chairman or whoever it may be that this money is while it's you know it's it's brilliant and it, it's just going to help the club keep ticking over, which is you know. That's fine. If that's what it's needed for, that's what it's needed for, right? Yeah, perfect. Well, um, let's just finish then. What is the one thing in one sentence, what's the one thing that you're going to miss with not having Charlie Good at the club? Jeffy? Uh, laughing from the West End next to Danny and Neil about how ridiculous a decision it is to give a free kick to us <laughs> when quite clearly it's either the other way or doesn't even exist. Lovely, Neil. It's got to be the same. It's got to be the same. I think there was numerous times where it'd go down for a free kick, and me, Jeffy, and Danny would all happen just to look round and start laughing at each other. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to miss seeing his dance after he wins a game of pool against Sam Hoskins. I am too. That's amazing. If you've not seen it, if you follow Sam Hoskins on Instagram, go and check out his latest story because it's really quite funny. <laughs> uh, lovely. Yeah, I, I'm the same. It's his shithousery. No doubt is what I will miss the most. I think as a club or as a team, I think we're going to miss the leadership. That yeah. that you, you commented on it before, but that leading from the front and by example. That's what I think we'll we'll miss the most, and that's what I will miss seeing. He's um, also he's also a character, isn't he? In, yeah. in, in yeah. The, because he's he's not boring, right? And he, and, and be it like his interviews, he's, he's professional in his in, interviews and stuff. But he's a character on the pitch, which fans mm-hmm. love, right? So I'm going to miss that as well, actually. Definitely right. Well, that's it. Emergency pod done. Sorry, we didn't do one for you, Vidane, but. Hey ho! Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't go for one point five million, and you bloody signed for Steve Evans at Gillingham, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Um, do go and check out our regular pod, uh, "Sold for a Goat." Listen to it; you'll find out why that is called that. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, do come and join us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sign up because we've got Kelvin Thomas coming to do a Q&A on Thursday evening from 8 o'clock. And I know that he'd love to take your, well, questions regarding and related to anything, but, but why not? Come and ask him whether he's going to reinvest that money into the squad or whether it's going to have to be swallowed up to pay for running costs. Come and ask the question. You might learn something. Oh, I will, Charles. Don't worry. (laughs) Thanks very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Same time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye, Charlie. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. 
Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.